welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, friends. I hope you're well. Let's go ahead and begin with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, as we continue our series where we're going to be talking about intercession, Lord, uh, be with us now. And as well, we just pray for all of our friends joining us today. May you touch our hearts and our minds in Jesus name. Amen. There's a story told, uh, I believe, by uh, Willie Mike. He tells of a, a couple who were in Europe and during World War Two, they escaped um, to America. Their names were Hans and Edith, and he was a he was a professor in a theological uh, school. And his students, they loved him. They loved him and his wife. They loved how they showed affection for one another. They truly could see a love and a bond that was strong with them. Sometime, however, Enid unexpectedly passed away, and Hans. He slowly began a downward spiral of depression, so much so that his faith was rocked. Three of his friends, who were obviously concerned for him, reached out to him. And in, as they visited with him, he expressed his doubts, in fact, of even believing in God. He wasn't sure he could believe anymore. Well, his, his colleague kind of taken aback and surprised by this and in a moment of awkward silence afterwards he followed up with then I believe then we will believe for you we will pray for you and so weekly these four men would get together and they would pray for Hans and just be with him some months passed by and one particular day, Hans opened the door for their regular prayer time. But on his face, instead of sorrow and depression, was joy. And he said to them, it is no longer necessary for you to pray for me. Instead, I would like you to pray with me. Prayer. And more specifically, the topic of intercessory prayer. What is intercessory prayer? Well, essentially, it's it's praying on behalf of another person or uh, other people. When we look to scripture, there there are several accounts uh, that probably one of the more famous accounts is that of when Abraham prayed for Lot when he was in Sodom, his family. We can also think of uh, the story of when Moses as well interceded for the people on behalf of them when they chose to build a golden calf. In fact, even Moses as well prayed for Pharaoh. I'm also reminded of Elijah or Samuel when he also prays for the people. Job, famously, he prayed for his children. Uh, even within the Psalms, uh, and especially too in, in uh, the book of Acts, there are a number of occasions where the disciples prayed for one another, especially when, when Peter was in jail. Paul as well, regularly at the beginning or at the end of his letters, he exhorts them and he also indicates that he is praying for them. 
And finally, Jesus, who prayed for Peter. And, and especially in John 17, when he prayed for all of the believers. So intercessory prayer, uh, the act of praying for somebody on their behalf or just praying for them in general is consistent in something that we should do. And as we're going to find that uh, Paul exhorts us to do. Candace Lucy also writes, the model of intercessory prayer is Christ's ministry as a whole. He physically threw himself across the chasm that would have separated man and God forever at the cross, but also during his ministry. Jesus himself comes down from heaven and interceded on our behalf. In fact, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5 where uh, Jesus is reconciling the world and, and as well calls us to be ambassadors in this reconciliation. And one of the things that we can do in our part is we can pray for one another. Now, who is it we should even pray for? Well, Paul writes to, when he, in his first letter to Timothy, he writes, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Not just a few, not just your best friend or your mother, but for all. For kings, actually. For kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And so as, as Paul writes, he encourages us to pray for everyone in our life, our family, our friends, uh, our fellow church members, maybe a co-worker, somebody who's not even in the church. Now, when it comes to intercessory prayer, we sometimes have this idea that we should only pray for people, especially when they're in need, when they're, when they, when they get sick or, or, uh, there's been a terrible accident. Um, but intercessory prayer is more than just that. God desires that we pray for everyone in all aspects of their life, their physical, uh, their physical, their mental or emotional or spiritual or sometimes it could be for instance a common thing as well is, is financial maybe you yourself or you know of someone who is who is struggling especially financially during this difficult time in fact paul as well in, in his right right uh letter to the colossians he writes for this reason since the day we heard about you we have not stopped praying for you even paul himself he is regularly praying for the Colossians. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So he's also praying for their, their life as well, that, that God would be able to reveal God's will to them and how they should live and how they should go about their life and how they should also be faithful in, in spreading the gospel. And in verse 10, it says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience in giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And so it's here that we find that we should pray for someone 
in all aspects of their life. Not only for their spiritual growth, but that they should also, we should also be praying for one another that God's will be revealed in your life and that you can grow spiritually to learn. And as you read scripture, that you will remember these things and also be a part of the work. However, you know, as humans, there's some things that, dare I say, withhold us from wanting to pray for one another. Maybe a, maybe a past wrong, and you hold this frustration, this anger, perhaps a, a grudge. Or maybe we're just jealous of somebody. We don't want to see them succeed. Maybe we feel like we should be in their position. How did they get that job? How did they get that uh, position? It should be me there. Sometimes our jealousy can prevent us from wanting uh, to pray for them. Or maybe it's just a general unawareness. Perhaps we don't want to see somebody succeed. But, you know, when we're intentional, especially when God says we should pray for everyone, that includes even our enemies. Intercessory prayer forces us to face our prejudices and help us to overcome them. In fact, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, I think I've quoted him before, but he was a pastor as well. I think a Lutheran pastor. And uh, eventually, if you if you know his story, you'll find out that um, he was killed in one of the concentration camps. But he writes, a Christian fellowship lives and exists by the intercession of its members for one another or it collapse. I can no longer condemn or hate a brother for whom I pray no matter how much trouble he causes me, his face that hitherto may have been strange and intolerable to me is transformed in intercession into the countenance of a brother for whom Christ died. The face of a forgiven sinner. Wow. It's pretty powerful. You know, it's it, it sometimes, I mean, even I, I too have have faced challenges of praying for somebody who perhaps either wronged me or um, I, I mean, for whatever reason. And I've found that intercession, intercessionary prayer is extremely humbling in this case. But when we realize that we're not just praying for them when we realize that they're just a sinner, just like I am, it allows us to have that sense of understanding more patience will come and ultimately grace, and I pray, forgiveness. So forgiveness can be a a powerful healing component of intercessory prayer. If you pray for someone, it can change your heart. But there's also another reason why we should pray for one another, and that it helps uh, develop this sense of camaraderie and unity, struggle, hardship. When you combine that with a a team and you're able to successfully come through it, it will only draw stronger bonds with one another. I remember there was one point early on when I first uh, started pastoring. um, It was a very difficult and Frankly, it was it was a hard experience. I don't want to go into too much detail, but there was a situation where there was a young person who was in the hospital, 
and we were not sure would this person live or not. But the beautiful thing, the community rallied together. In fact, the, the particular hospital literally got upset with us because we wanted to show support. And so we were praying and we literally showed up. We took up all of the spaces in the lobby and all of the waiting rooms, hoping and praying on behalf of this person. And it brought a sense of kinship. It brought a, a sense of unity. And um, while tragic, it helped us grow together. Richard Foster, he writes, intercessory prayer is a priestly ministry. One of the most challenging teachings in the New Testament is the universal priesthood of all Christians. As priests appointed and anointed by God, we have the honor of going before the Most High on behalf of others. This is not optional. It's a sacred obligation and a pre- precious privilege of all who take up the yoke of Christ. Prayer. Intercessory prayer is key in helping to build up the church. And when we think of one another, as we pray for one another, we also realize and, and learn and, and come to appreciate and understand other people and their struggles. And when we're praying for that person as they're going through, whether they're dealing with a, 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 an issue with a, a person or they're dealing with cancer, um, financial challenges, when we come together and we pray, there's just this, this power and strength that comes together, this bond. So intercessory prayer is key, not only personally, but also for the health of the community. And there are times as well when, have you ever experienced there's a a need in your heart and you just, you, you don't know how to even express it. And the beautiful thing is that even the Holy Spirit can intercede for us. In fact, we, as we studied last week, uh, in, in, uh, or a couple weeks ago, actually, um, our, in Matthew 6, 8, it says, uh, in, um, the Lord's Prayer, right before it says, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Sometimes we have a hard time articulating our, our, our feelings and our frustrations, and, and sometimes we don't even know how to understand or how to deal with the situation. Yet God knows. And the beautiful thing is that even though we can't articulate it, the Holy Spirit understands and is able to intercede on our behalf. Corey Ten Boom also writes, We never know how God will answer our prayers, but we can expect that He will get us involved in His plan for the answer. If we are true intercessors, we must be ready to take part in God's work on behalf of the people for whom we pray. As Christians, as believers, it's important that we we recognize that in our calling of helping and, and preaching the gospel, it's also important that we look out for one another and that we take an active role in getting to know and understanding and praying for and helping one another. Now, some of you may be wondering, well, why should we even pray if God already knows why? <laughs> well, number one, God says we should pray. In fact, Jesus, 
Jesus uh, gives us a template. We, disco- we, we discovered this not too long ago. He gives us a model of prayer. And regularly throughout Scripture, especially Paul encourages us to pray. All throughout Scripture, there are many people who pray and God listens. It also reminds us of our dependence on God. And it also, prayer also helps us to see the faithfulness of God. We have a better understanding of who God is when we pray. And like Moses as well, God does listen to our prayers, can make a difference. So how do we make this practical? Pastor Chris, I mean, how should I even start with this? Well, there are at least four people that you can pray for, four different groups. And maybe I, I would add, may, maybe make a list, okay? And, and you can pray for their physical needs, their spiritual, their mental, emotional, financial, whatever it may be. But pick at least two people. Pick two family members, okay? Okay. Uh, you know, whether it's in your immediate family or your grandpa- grandparent or your cousin, your aunt, uncle, whoever. And then pick two friends. Maybe it can be your best friend, uh, or, or an acquaintance. And then you also have your church family. Pick two people in the church that you feel you should be praying for. And then finally, pick two people who are non-church members, a coworker, a fellow student, uh, your post office worker, the UPS driver, uh, the person who bags your groceries that you've developed a relationship with. And pray for these people. Pray for them for a week. Pray for them for a month. And, and as well, there's no harm as well as either adding or, or rotating these people out. But be regularly praying for someone. Intercessory prayer allows us to be a part of the journey and also lets them know that you do care. And that can make a powerful difference in somebody's life. So I hope and pray Downey Church and our our digital friends watching, I want to encourage and exhort you to pray for one another. Uh, Not only in times of crisis, but also and the good times, and pray for one another. Pray for one another's health. Pray for their overall well-being. Pray that God will reveal God's self in their lives. Pray for courage on their behalf. And pray for love and empathy. May God bless you. Take care. And let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we just pray that you'll continue to be with us. Help us, Lord, as we as we move forward. Help us to know how to pray for one another. And especially, Lord, reveal into our hearts who we should pray for one another. And this is just a, a simple yet vital component in our walk with you. And may we not take it for granted. Lord, we pray as well that you will draw close to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everybody. Take care. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.